This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Show is about your calls, uh, so we're going to get right to those. Coming up, when we get a chance, we'll give you an update on Sam's situation. He's gotten, well, I guess his situation hasn't changed, but the media situation surrounding Sam, the coverage level, has seen a significant spike within the last week. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Plus, uh, on the way, secession needs to be talked about again and again. (laughs) We're going to do that again. And we certainly do that. Uh, So we're going to go first to your phone calls, though. Chris is in Georgia, and he's on the amp line. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, Well, I wanted to bring up something that I thought was rather encouraging that I saw on the Glenn Beck show yesterday. Okay. Um, he had as a guest, uh, Craig T. Nelson, the actor. Yes. And he, he actually brought up, he, he was talking about how much he pays in taxes living in California, uh, as, you know, through state taxes and federal taxes. And he mm-hmm. said, I am going to quit paying income taxes. No, really? Craig yeah, Nelson? He said it. Yeah. And he, he also, oh, uh, damn. he encouraged Glenn Beck to, uh, to encourage his viewers to do the same. Now, wait, are we talking about California state income tax? Uh, he no, he was actually he was talking uh, state and federal. You're 100 percent certain about that? Yes, um, that's exactly what wow. he said. I'm and, impressed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, let's I make a note. There. Let's get Craig Nelson on the show. He's serious <laughs> about that. Yeah, and uh, something else was Glenn said. Well, you know, you might, you know, you might go to jail, right? And he said, oh, I'm definitely going to jail. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just thought that was pretty encouraging. We especially. need more of that. We need more of people in Craig Nelson's position. And, Mark, you looked confused when you heard the name earlier. He I, I've looked him up on Coach. IMDb. He was in Coach, yes. a very popular TV show. And uh, so we need more people in in his position where... When when someone like Craig Nelson says something, people pay attention yep. and they take it to heart and they ask themselves, "Huh? If Craig Nelson, who was coach on, who was ABC's coach, mm-hmm. uh, has decided that it's gone too far, maybe, maybe it's it time has. for me to join him." Yeah. So and, good for him. Yep. Exactly. That was that was my thought exactly. And the more the merrier, because uh, if they if they put Craig T. Nelson in jail and they put Glenn Beck in jail, then all they're going to do is just continue to show how violent and thuggish they are, and it's going to erode their sense of legitimacy that they have in people's minds ever further. In fact, the the story I've got about secession uh, touches on that. So, man, that's great news. I'm glad you called to to share that with us. Was there anything else on your mind tonight, Chris? Uh, that's going to that's gonna do it. Uh, just keep up the great work. I love the show. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Right. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's the kind of courage that it's going to take to change things. Because I'm sorry, going and begging has not ever done anything significant, in my opinion, as far as changes are concerned. 
begging the politicians, oh, please, oh, please, stop raising my taxes. I'll keep paying every single time you do. But please, please, stop raising them. And, and well, they don't even say please. Some, you know, sometimes uh, people will say, this is unconscionable, but they still pay. Or some people are even some people are even more pathetic than that. Instead of saying the taxes are unconscionable or that uh, you know they're outraged, they'll say, "Well, I just think we should change the tax system. Uh, let's have a fair tax instead. It'll actually mean the government will get more money, but it'll be a fair tax. So I'll be okay with that." No, if you aren't okay, I'm okay with, what's with going you robbing on. everybody, but right. equally. If you are not okay with what is going on, and I'm not talking about just because it's the Obama administration. He just happens to be the figurehead today. I said these same things uh, a year ago. Yep. If you are not okay with an intrusive, oppressive federal government, heck, if you're not okay with the federal government as a concept, as I am, then it's high time that people started getting serious about making personal changes to the way they behave that will result down the line, hopefully, in something different happening. Now, if you want to go about doing the same things you've always done, you'll probably get the same results. Likely. But if you want to see something change, if you really are serious about seeing a voluntary society emerge, or maybe you're just a really, really small government person, you want to see a, a small, uh, coercive government instead of this authoritarian, large, uh, intrusive behemoth uh, that we have today, it's all going to take. It's all going to take some. I'm. I'm so convinced of this, Mark. It's going to take personal risk, because. I don't risk. see how a revolution would uh, would take place without personal risk. I'm not looking. To, uh, I'm not looking for a revolution. I want an evolution. I don't want to go back around to the beginning. I don't want to start over. Uh, no, thank you. Not even back to the Articles of Confederation. I know that was a preferable document than the Constitution. No, I'm not interested in starting over. Uh, but I, I'm sorry, I interrupted what you were saying. I, you know, it's going to take risk. It absolutely is. I've, I've said before that nothing significant, and I'm, I'm borrowing this from someone else, famous, I'm sure, nothing significant in life was ever gained that was easy. It, it takes some risk if you want to have reward. If We've been trained that risk is dangerous. Risk is risky. Mm. You don't want to take a risk, Americans. You want to take it easy. There's a nice lazy boy couch over there and a six-pack of beer and uh, dancing with the stars on television and all kinds of things for you to take it easy with. Hey, just shh. Stop rocking the boat. Take it easy over there. Shut up. You know what? You liberty people talking so loud about this freedom stuff is starting to get me scared. Take it easy. We've got it good here in America. It's really nice here, and like we've got air conditioning and food, and it's so wonderful here in America, and it it's is. There's the, no doubt about the freest that. place on the planet. Maybe the freest country. Likely, yeah. you know, it's it's certainly yeah. close. There was one Top point 10. when it was definitely far and away the freest place yeah. in the world. It's now, in question. It's been called in question. Yeah, I would it's say. definitely in question. But it's you know it's easy to take it easy, just as long as you let master take fifty, sixty, seventy. 80, 90, however much a percent that master wants to take to allow you to take it easy. So once you get and tired of that. what master's going to want is more and more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So once you get tired of that, then you know where to turn to. You have to turn inside yourself and find the strength to actually do something that puts it on the line. 
you don't have to put it all on the line. You don't have to go as far as Craig T. Nelson go, is going to go, or so it sounds. But, boy, if you did, if you did go that far to not only stop paying taxes, because there are millions of Americans that quietly don't pay taxes. Yeah. But put it on your sleeve. Declare. Tell your, we've talked about how uh, that, uh, that now that the government is so intrusive and so oppressive that it's now more important than ever for people to talk about you know, things like politics and religion when they're getting together with their friends and their family. Not only stop pay, paying taxes, but explain to people on a regular basis why it is you've done so. That you've done so and why it is you've done so and what your goal is in doing so. And let people know and encourage them to join you. Hey, aren't you tired of this killing people all around the world stuff that's going on in your name that you're paying for? If you're talking to somebody or who, socialized medicine, yeah. uh, which is getting rammed down our throat. Pick an issue. Uh, yeah, the the, the uh, social socialization of American businesses, gun like control, locking up motors. Americans. Yeah. I mean, what is it? One in thirty now, or one in ten is has been behind bars in their lifetime. One in thirty currently behind bars. Something like that. It's, it, some scary. So number. pick an issue. That uh, you're talking to some when you're talking with somebody you know and you know what their issue is going to be, pick that issue and say, "Aren't you tired of this? What are you going to do? Call your representative." Yep. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. We will uh, take your calls about whatever's on your mind. And since we're on this track here, secession, I think will be a good topic tonight because people are getting fed up. But they're wondering what they can do. What can we do? Well, you can take personal action like Craig T. Nelson is talking about doing. And you can get together with others and take even more, I think, bigger, effective steps. And we'll talk about that. Take your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are completely free, including Facebook which isn't really a feature on our site, but it is free. Uh, we've got the face Free Talk Live Facebook group I believe they are called. I think this. I don't think this is a page. Uh, the, the fan I think this club? is the page as fan, opposed fan, to the group. Pa- page. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not sure what the difference is. I don't know if anybody even goes to the group anymore. But there's a free talk live. Actually, page. the group is growing too. Weird. Yeah. There's a free talk live page. I'm glad everything's growing. That's good. There's a free talk live page at free at uh, the best way to get to it is Facebook dot freetalklive.com i was in my facebook account looking for the link to the free talk live group and i couldn't find the damn thing so i think if you type it in you can find it in their search but if you just go to facebook.freetalklive.com it takes you right to the group and you can join that and i'm sure i offended somebody this afternoon mark how so uh because well because i pruned down my friends list on facebook okay See, I had been uh, going by the policy of everybody that sends me a friend request i'll approve yeah and, you know, because I want to be nice, right? I mean, people, uh, they, they, when they listen to you on the radio, this is, this is something about radio that I don't know if it happens with television in the same way. I think so. You think it does? Uh, maybe. When people it. listen to the radio, it's such a personal medium. Our voice, if you've got headphones on, our voice, our voices are in your head. We are inside your mind in, in that way. 
Uh, and so there's something very intimate about the experience of listening to the radio, specifically talk radio, because you're hearing the host, whoever he or she might be, spout off about whatever it is they're spouting off. And you, you come to know about that person to some extent, yes. at least what they allow you to know. And in many cases, it can be very personal, especially on this show. And we talk about uh, personal things. Sometimes we do get pretty personal yep. uh, on this show. And so it I'm can of the opinion like... that if you're going to, you know, that, that listeners want that. When I, when I listen to talk show hosts and they sort of steer around personal issues, you can tell when somebody's mm-hmm. skirting things. And I... You know, I, I don't like that. That's not what I want from my talk radio host. And I, I you know, <laughs> I'm not the great storyteller that Glenn Beck is, or I'm not the great whatever it is that Rush Limbaugh has, and I'm not sure what it is. Um, we don't do, we don't delve deeply into politics on this show. What I do have to share, I think Rush was first, is my thoughts in my mind. Uh, you know, my mind, and and so therefore, that's what I share with people. Right. So it's a very intimate medium, and people get to know you without you concomitantly getting to know them. Um, so I've decided to implement a new policy over the face, my face, my personal Facebook account. When I got uh, fed up with MySpace, I just erased my MySpace account, yeah. but Facebook's kind of hip and cool and I, I might I as enjoy well keep it going. Yeah. It's a nice little, it's a nice little website. But one of the, pr- the problems that, uh, one of the things that began bugging me was, uh, I had started to use the Facebook Blackberry application when I was sitting on the toilet. See, personal. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm reading your uh, your Facebook update, I'm probably on the can at the time. I think I'm going and to put up on the uh, on my face on my Facebook the photo I took of your uh, the the calendar you had where you were marking your bowel movements. I really <laughs> enjoy that. I, I love that. I wish I well, could find that. I, well, I, the calendar's gone. Well, I'm much more regular now. Mark, so I don't uh, <laughs> I, I don't need to keep track of that God. thing. So uh, so while I was looking at that, I kept noticing all these comments from people. I had no idea who they are. Who are these people? I mean, I've been I've been approving all kinds of people. I don't know who they are. Sure. And sometimes they're interesting. Most of the time, I was not interested whatsoever in in them. And so I tried to look to see if they had some option to say, well, include this person on my little comments list thing or not. And they don't. So if they're on your friends list, you have to look at their comments. Pretty much is is my understanding of it. So I went through this afternoon and I pruned out all of the people's names that I didn't either recognize or even if I recognized them, if I didn't really wasn't sure who they were or or didn't really know them. I didn't really have any strict. You turned it into a personal Facebook, um, however, you know, page. But however, you have the Free Talk Live page that listeners can. That's kind of how I'm feeling about it. Like if you are somebody that I know who I've met before. I don't even have to know you very well. It's just like met you enough times to remember you. Basically. It's okay. I like the listeners enough to to still continue Good, taking Mark. everybody as my friend. I, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> but I just know that somebody's going to get offended by that, right? Because it's the internet and social networking things on the internet. People, some of them take people, uh, people take them very seriously. Uh, very seriously. And so I just wanted to let you know, hey, I'm sorry if you were offended if you want to follow the show, go to facebook.freetalklive.com. If you want to join, uh, if you want to uh, have me be your friend on Facebook, I would like to have met you before, or at least have some idea of who you are and what you do. Uh, so that's that. I just figured I'd put that out there as an explanation of my new policy. Okay. And you know, I may cut it back even further. I think a lot, I left a lot of people on that are are in New Hampshire just because they're in New Hampshire, even though I'm still not sure. Good enough. 
Yeah. New Hampshire's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like New Hampshire people. 1-800-259-9231. That's the number. You can bring up whatever's on I your find mind. Facebook a little confusing as to where people are necessarily because there's these you're in whatever network you're in. Well, mm-hmm. just because I happen to be in the Sarasota network doesn't mean that I'm in Sarasota, Florida. I have some friends there. And at one point I was in Sarasota on Facebook, so I've sort of left that network. But I, I, I often, when I look at their little info tab... I don't know where necessarily people are. I have some clues, but I don't know. So really, this was, I mean, uh, really, this was all done to improve my toilet experience. That's excellent. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to post that picture now. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, the, that's when I spend the most time on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Let's continue here with your phone calls and go to Dave in Nevada. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. What's Dave? going on, guys? Hey. Hi, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, two things. First, really fast, I want to say Pam from, I think it's Wisconsin, is probably the most entertaining caller I've heard. I can't believe people are finding her so entertaining. She's so obnoxious how she keeps talking over, (laughs) trying to continue Babylon nonsense. But hey, I agree with you. I think it is entertaining, and uh, that's why we kept her on for two full segments last night. Actually, longer than that. It makes great. I was listening to the podcast of that last night at the grocery store, and I'm in line, and when you guys put her... You potted her down, and you're talking, and you bring her back up after a minute. She's still rambling. <laughs> it's just like your reaction was priceless, and I'm standing there, and I start laughing. Yeah. People are looking at me like I'm nuts. Yeah. What is he um, laughing about? Yeah. He's standing there alone. <laughs> I love God. it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and, yeah, in case you missed it, go back to last night's episode and, re- and uh, check this lady out. It's the second time she called the show. She called in basically with the same old talking points about how Jesus is alive. And but her talking points are hilarious. Oh, yeah. She could, down in Australia. And, of course, it was perfect. She could that call in once a week with that same stuff. <laughs> we'd milk it for all it's worth, sure. And, uh, she, and it was so perfect that when she was still rambling on, even as we had her turned down, the first words out of her mouth as we potted her back up were, of course, were 9-11. 9-11. Of course. Uh, but so she just, was actually berating us for talking about 9-11, even though she, she doesn't listen to the show. She's probably listening to some other show and thinks that we're here's the phone number. Yeah. yeah, talking about 9-11. I don't have any idea. Who knows? But just a reminder of how crazy people can be when they have no sense of reality to tie themselves to. I don't know how uh, people get to that point, but they must have no feedback loop or anything like that. Nobody around them to say, hey, uh, what are you thinking? Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. More on the way here. Your calls about anything plus secession. Time to put that topic and strategy back on the table. We'll get into it. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners at Alakees. You'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And uh, tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free. We've got live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. I want to tell you about Unicure. If you uh, want to have beautiful hair like mine, use Unicure. You can find it at uh, Unicure.com. I've been using it for more than a year now. I've bought the stuff that's yeah, – I'm going out of purchase. I'm laughing at your hair. It's a great product. It is. Yeah. Yeah, my hair is hair's wonderful. Hey, look. I get compliments on uh, Facebook really? from my, about my hair. That's I great. Know, I don't know whether it's, it's great or not. But uh, Unicure has been sold in top salons since 1973. And it's available to you. You can get it at 888-UNICURE or visit unicure.com. That's 888-UNICURE, unicure.com. All right. We continue with your calls. Actually, Dave uh, held through the break. Dave in Nevada, you're back on Free Talk Live. Uh, go ahead quickly with your uh, thoughts because we've got other people waiting. Okay. Um, so I wanted to briefly mention North Korea, and I'm sure you're aware of their nuclear test. Heard something about it. Yeah, they tested a, 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 the underground, did an underground test of a nuclear weapon that was supposedly same size of uh, bombs we dropped on J- uh, Japan back mm. in the day. Okay. And uh, so the world's all up in arms about it, and, you know, Obama's all mad about it. And um, What I'm kind of thinking is, well, so what? I mean, North Korea, what are, what are they going to do? I mean, they're, they're not going to – they can't launch a missile or anything like that. The only thing I look at it as is a commercial to the rest of the world saying, hey, we're uh, willing to sell you our nuclear technology, if you like. Um you know, but uh, yeah, what are guess, they going to do? I mean, that is yeah. a great question. I don't know. I'm no military they're not, they're not a particularly rich nation because, well, they, they don't allow uh, free trade. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's just yeah. them rattling their sabers, saying, "Look how bad we are. We're the bad boy on the block." Uh, quake and fear. Uh, but what do I? Yeah, know? I mean, their their main exports are crystal meth. Um, and this, I'm not joking. Crystal meth, really? counterfeit bills. Oh, yeah, counterfeit bills and nuclear technology. I'm surprised um, anything gets out of there. They've got a, quite a security system keeping people and products in that place. Yeah, so, you know, but uh, it, 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 I wouldn't feel a little worried about it if our military wasn't in tons of, you know, bases all over the world. Absolutely, you know, but, and propping, not to mention propping up their enemy to the south. I mean, that's a big problem as, as well. That's one of the reasons why they probably uh, hate the United States military and the, the U.S. government. And, and as, uh, as a result, the U.S. people. Final thoughts, David? Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, hopefully the, uh, our government doesn't do anything stupid. But, uh, well, you can count on that. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The question is, what stupid things will they do next? Uh, what those will be, I'm not sure. We go to Joe listening to WAIS in Athens, Ohio. Hello, Joe. You're on the air. Free talk hey, live. fellas, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I just want to share something that happened to me there last weekend and uh, share it with everybody. Okay. Uh, well, last weekend, an individual threatened to burn my house down. Oh, dear. And then, and then I'm like, hey, buddy, do me a favor. Make sure my wife and kids ain't homes because I got a boatload of insurance. I'll be able to get out of this town that I live in. <laughs> Why would someone do something like that? What Would they oh, upset well, at you for, for something? Oh, yeah. Well, me, my wife, and my uncle, we built this little league field across from our home, and some old individuals forgot what it was like to be a little kid, mm. and they've caused us nothing but grief. Where uh, the field is across from your home, is it your property or public land? No, it's land? town property. Town property. I'm actually an elected council member. Okay, interesting. 
And um, well, I, when I made this statement to this guy, he's like, no, I'll tie you up, your wife up, and your kids up, and I'll burn you alive in there. Good heavens. Wow, it, that's out of control. Okay, well, me and my wife, we, we left the situation, and I went home, and I called the law. Well, the law took over an hour to arrive at my home. Even for a council member? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is in Belmont County, Ohio. Okay. Now, after 40 minutes of waiting, I grabbed my 410 shotgun, single shot, bre- shot breech action, you know, squirrel rabbit gun. Yeah. And I got one three-inch hollow point mag, and I stuck it in my back left pocket. So the gun's I- empty? Correct. Is it broken? I mean, was it, did you have the breech broken? No. Okay. No, I called 911 and I told them that I was standing at my front door and parade rest, and if this individual made an encroachment upon my property, I was going to kill him based on his threats against my home and my family. Seems legitimate to me, I, I would say. Dude, they came in like the Gestapo. They, they're like, throw down your weapon. I put my weapon down. You know, I've seen enough episodes of cops. I know what they want out of me. Yeah. And I step forward, and I lay down, I put my hands behind my back. They, they cuff me. Then a deputy, after I'm cuffed, comes up from the side and stomps on my shoulder. Oh, gosh. Yeah, unbeknownst to them, I have video surveillance at my house. Beautiful. They have tried to trump these charges up. They, they've got me locked up in uh, Athens ABH. It's a behavioral place. Is that where you're calling from? Yes. Huh. So they and, they interred you. They uh, they oh they have false in, falsely imprisoned me. What are the charges? Uh, well, the original charges was weapons under disability, which they, that means that you were intoxicated while having a weapon. Okay. And over uh, the entire evening, I had four beers from nine o'clock in the evening till three o'clock in the morning. That's not a lot of beer. No, some was spilled on me. My uh, my wife had spilled her drink on me earlier in the evening, so I didn't smell like alcohol. Did they breathalyze you? No, they wouldn't. I, oh. I requested a breathalyzer, and they refused to bre- give me a breathalyzer. And my attorney told me the reason they did that is because they didn't want to be wrong. Right. Oh, that, sure. that, that's absolutely the reason they did, they did that. And uh, to me, that sounds like a, a charge that will not stick. So what are no, they demanding no, as from a matter you? Of fact, as a matter of fact, they have violated my Second and my Eighth Amendment rights. What? Under the Constitution of the United States. I agree. Sure. Uh, so, so they put you in an institution, basically. What? Where's this going next? What's going to happen? Um, well, I'm set to be released on Monday, but yet they've still got some charges pending against me. But my wife called another attorney, and the other attorney out of Columbus, Ohio, has stated that I have been falsely imprisoned and my Second and Eighth Amendment rights have been violated. And Joe, when did this? When did this all go down? Last Sunday night, okay. no, last Saturday night. So this past at Saturday. Two fifty eight. Well, I called them at one fifty a.m. Mm-hmm. I called like four or five times to nine one one because it's a fifteen minute leisurely ride from my home to the police station, mm-hmm. and it took them over an hour to get there. Sure. The only reason that they showed up, I believe, is because I finally just called the Ohio State Highway Patrol direct and informed them of the situation. Well, you know, they're now, busy arresting kids for pot. Out of, uh, out of curiosity. Yeah, hey, I know. <laughs> here's, what, here's what doesn't make sense to me in the story. Now, um, you said it was about 3 a.m. that this was occurring. When was the, I mean, for, for one, old codgers go to sleep usually about 9. Um, and it doesn't seem like the time of day that one would be having a conversation about a well, Little League field. Well, we, well see, we, um, we'd had a lot of controversy over a Little League field. Yep. Uh, 
they did not want us to build the field. Um, the individuals that uh, live right around where the field uh, was built. Sure. There used to be a field there years ago, and some of it used to be on this one individual's property. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they, it, it was it was falling down, you know, the old field, and they they tore it down. And we hadn't had a little league field in like ten years. And uh, my little daughter had got called and asked about joining this team because they were short on kids. So I went. I decided, well, I'm going to take her across the street and you know see see how she does, see if it's going, to, if she's interested in it, and mm-hmm. not and uh, discovered that our field wasn't there. So I brought that to the council meeting, and um, finally got some permission to put a field up and everything. And uh, the people right around there, the one people that the prop- the ball field used to be on, kept claiming that we were on on their property. And uh, we finally had the property surveyed, thinking that this would end all arguments and everything. That sure. can't be cheap. How much did it cost to survey? One dollar. Okay, so the survey did it. had been surveyed four times over nice. the last 20-year period, and the individual that was claiming that we had we were on their property, they were the last individuals to have it surveyed. And the individual, the company that came in and surveyed it, Jack Hamilton Surveying out of Flushing, Ohio, they were the last ones to survey it. So they just pulled up the file and said, here it is. Yeah, well, he came out but, and placed pins and everything to show. But, uh, but how does that lead to a 3 a.m. confrontation? We'll get you to answer that here in moments. 800-259-9231, and hopefully you'll continue uh, to update us on this as uh, it continues to develop. 800-259-9231, locked in, in what sounds like an asylum uh, over a baseball field. This show is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those, including the updates. We'll get signed, or You can get signed up at updates.freetalklive.com and get kept in the loop as to what's going on with the show. That's updates.freetalklive.com. There are lots of reasons you might want to hide valuables around your home. Stash Your Swag, SWAG.com, gives you more than 100 common places around your home, most with little or no modification. And the guide contains detailed pictures to help you out. It's an ebook, and you can get it for under 7 bucks. It's StashYourSwag.com. All right, let's go back to Joe in Athens calling from some sort of a, a detainment facility, insane asylum, or something like that. Where exactly are you again, Joe? Appalachian Behavioral Health System. Okay, so that does sound like in an Athens. insane asylum. Is uh, it, does, does it have nice rolling lawns? Excuse me, say that again. Does it have nice rolling lawns where the residents can... Uh, oh, no, I'm not even allowed outside. <laughs> but you are allowed to make payphone calls to toll-free numbers? Yes, sir. Uh, that's better than, it's a little better than jail, then, because... Oh, it's a hell of a lot better than jail. Okay, all right. <laughs> Food's not too bad? No, no, it's actually pretty decent. All right, so you're in this uh, place because a few nights ago there was a confrontation between you and uh, an angry neighbor about a baseball field that you... Well, this you... guy isn't even a neighbor. He's just somebody who's friends with the neighbors. Some local jerk. Uh, yeah, who? Punk. Yeah, he... Oh, he was drunk? He, yeah, he was intoxicated. And a punk. Okay, gotcha. Um, so he started something. Uh, you had built a baseball field for a little league team in a, a, a basically what was public property across the road from your home. Yes, Some sir, uppity uh, neighbors didn't like that very much because they hate children uh, having basically. fun. <laughs> and uh, how did this guy con- confront you at two in the morning? How did that well, happen? Well, me and my wife, we went to the local pub, 
And uh, anyway, at 9 o'clock, we each had a drink. There wasn't nobody there, so we went to another pub like 20 miles away to have a drink. And there was a bunch of people, a wedding party in there, and they said they was going to Holloway. So I'm like, well, let's go on back to Holloway, you know. That's close to home anyway. I'm not into drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did, and I bought a beer. And while I was there, uh, this individual approached me and introduced himself, his first name, and said, you called the cops on me about 10 years ago because of stuff over this ball field. <laughs> 10 years <laughs> ago? Yeah, he said 10 years ago, which it couldn't have been because we didn't build the ball field until 2003. Okay. But he, keeping in mind, he was intoxicated. Right, all right. And he made those threats against me, and uh, me and my wife, my wife's just like, let's go home. Let's just let's just get out of here. And I was like, well, I want to catch this guy's last name, so when I call the cops, I know who I'm pointing to, right? Makes sense. And uh, this guy, he wouldn't give me his last name, and he's like, you want to go? You want to go right now? And we went outside, and uh, I'm 220 pounds. I'm an I'm a, a ex-Marine. You're, feel, you're feeling confident with going outside with this guy, gotcha? Oh, yeah. And he grabbed a hold of my lapels and is trying to manhandle me. And he, he's maybe 160 pounds at the most. <laughs> but but good and drunk. Yeah. And uh, we got separated. And uh, I, a friend of mine was standing there. And I told him to go get this guy that this individual keeps naming about this Leroy Boyce that lives next to the ball field, the guy that's giving us our heartache. Well, Leroy comes out. And I'm like, hey, Leroy, why don't you tell this kid that we're on level ground and everything's good and that's all in the past, you know? He's like, I don't know nothing with a big smile and walk back in the bar. Really? Yeah. So anyway, so Leroy, Leroy's got up. somebody else fighting his fight for him, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. He's one of these false Christians that go to church every Sunday. Mm. And uh, me and my wife, we walk, and my, my, my in-laws are both Methodist preachers. Okay. And, uh. Anyway, me and my wife, we walk back up to the truck. We get in the truck, and uh, I saw the kid, and I'm like, hey, kid, why don't you come up to the ball field and see what we've done up there? And he started picking up rocks and flinging them at my truck. Jeez. I got mad. Went home. You were trying to be nice. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to be very cordial. You know, that's just it. There have been some uh, some instances. There's a recent uh, happening here in the Keene area where one activist was uh, was carrying a weapon and some drunks were heckling him, and he tried to do the nice neighborly thing to go over and talk to them about it, which, in my opinion, I think was, was a mistake. I mean, he ended up walking away alive out of the confrontation, which is good. Uh, but if you've got people that are drunk and in an angry mood, it just doesn't make sense to go and be nice to them. Just get the hell out of that scene. Lessons right. learned. You right. tr- Remove yourself from the situation. Hey, Joe, do us a favor. Keep us in the loop because uh, it's interesting to hear what happens, uh, what is, what's going to happen in this case because obviously yeah. the police have chosen the sides. I want to give you um, WTOV9 out of Steubenville, Ohio. You can punch it up, and it's councilmen with weapons under disability. Look for the video because they represented me very well in the video because I stated that I believe I have a right as an American to protect my family when law enforcement fails to arrive in a timely manner. Okay, and you said it was WTOV9, and your name is Joe what? Joseph Schaefer, and you can check on 1170 WWVA, uh, David Bloomquist on the Bloom Daddy Experience. All right, well, that's, WTOV is, well. is probably enough. We just need to give our listeners one thing if they want to find more. I thank you for the call tonight. Good luck out there, and feel free to keep us in the loop. 800-259-9231. Seems like the police have chosen sides in that particular conflict. Seems that way. 
And uh, very, how very interesting, uh, an interesting twist that he happens to be a city councilor in that particular case, or town selectman, or whatever they call them there mm. uh, in uh, Little Ohio. It, I find it difficult to imagine, but, you know, what are you going to do? I, it it it's, could very well be another council person's on the other side of that ball field doesn't like the ball field being there. Yeah, there's a chance that, you know, there, it, in the good old boys network, not everybody is necessarily on the ends with one another, right? Yeah. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue. Ladies, let's go to Christina in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Christina. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, we were, my husband and I were watching the local news last night, and we just heard that the Mount Lebanon Police Department, which Mount Lebanon is like a little borough outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. It's like the nouveau, whitey, tidy, richy neighborhood, you know. All right. But they are to get people to remember to lock their car doors at night to prevent theft and all that kind of stuff. The Mount Lebanon Police Department is going to start opening up people's car doors, getting inside, getting their cell phones, MP3 players, pretty much whatever they leave laying around in their car, put it in their console and leave a little card as a reminder, hey, you need to lock your doors at night because this could be a real theft. That is so intrusive and That's what I thought. so I'm like, offensive. Now, if I was being a friendly neighbor to my neighbors and like wanted to remind them, and I did something like that, wouldn't they come and arrest me for a B and E? Well, it's not yeah. breaking. It's not breaking and entering. Um, if it's unlocked, you mean? But yeah. they would get it's something along those lines, though. Yeah, yeah I if think the doors they, unlocked. The best they could come up with doors. probably uh, trespassing is. Uh, you know, I I went when you were listening. That's the first thing I'm listening. For, uh, they're, they're not removing anything from the vehicle, so they're mm-hmm. not doing burglary of a conveyance. Um, trespassing sounds like what they're what one might be able to say. But hey, they're the cops. They're above the law. Yeah, that's true. They'll be completely immune from this, and this is not an unusual circumstance. There are places around the country where things like this go on. And how intrusive, how outrageous. What do you think would happen if you had a bag of marijuana in your center console? And that's what I'm thinking to myself, too. Are they really doing it to, you know, be nice and protect everybody's stuff from Mm -hmm. being stolen? Or is it more of kind of like, hey, let's do this and see what we can get away with, see what we can find to pin on people. It's just another example of the government, even if they were, even if they did have the best of intentions, and I don't know if they do, I'm not in their head, but uh, even if they did have the best of intentions, it's just another example of an intrusive police uh, program that they've come up with and they've decided to force on everybody. If we had a marketplace in protection, which I would love to have, but we don't, We've got this government one-size-fits-all violent monopoly, so if they decide they want to start checking people's cars, they just start checking people's cars. There's no contract. There's no agreement. I didn't hire them to do that. I didn't say, hey, will you guys come by once a week and you know just check my car in the parking lot, just make sure everything's okay? I mean, if, if I had contracted with them to do that, then there would be no problem. There would be no issue whatsoever. But they just go and they do things, and maybe they do have the best of intentions, but I don't appreciate it. When you do things to my property without my permission. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. I'm glad you brought that up. What town up. was that before oh, you go? Are you still there? I'm sorry. What, what town, town was it before you go? What, what time? Well, I'm Pennsylvania, sorry. what, what town? What, what town? town? What town was this? Oh, occurring? town. I'm sorry. I'm, my daughter's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but it's a little borough of, called Mount Lebanon, or yeah. the people around here call it Mount Lebanon. Okay. There you go. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. But Mark, it could be any town USA. Yeah, I was just wondering. We've heard this story. Want to keep it? Keep my eye on it. We've heard the same story over the years a number of times. 
And it's absolutely outrageous. Just the other night, just last night, uh, you remember Julia was in here in the studio looking frantically everywhere for for something. And I didn't uh, realize what it was until she came over here and saw it. It was her wallet. She'd accidentally left it in the car. And I'd brought it in because the car was unlocked. And mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I didn't want anybody to take her wallet. I brought it in. But since she didn't bring it in herself, she didn't know where it was. She was looking everywhere for it. When someone takes something of yours and moves it without their uh, without your knowledge, that can be a really frustrating process. Yeah. Are they, and do they leave the note on your steering wheel or in your console? So when you get into the car, do you have to search around your whole car to find out where they've moved all your things to? It can be. Very, I'm sure it's very scary in some, some cases. Thanks for your service. I didn't ask for it. Hour two is coming up. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800 685 3314. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. We give ours away, freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. That's the point of the show. You call about what you want. Still to come here tonight, we'll talk secession. First, we go to Jesse in Oregon. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live. Jesse in Oregon, are you there? Yes, I'm here. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I originally was going to call about secession, but Mm -hmm. I'm just going to ask you guys a question to answer off the air. Afterwards, but I wanted to uh, talk about North Korea for one moment. Okay, sure. All right. Well, I was thinking, um, the reason why North Korea makes all these threats all the time is because and procures weapons is because they want more leverage because of economic restrictions that the United States and other governments bring upon them. Mm. So, um, if, if we lived uh, in a world that you and me and Mark would like to be in, it wouldn't even be an issue at all. Well, it, it might very well be because people still consider there to be, um, you know, people, people to be using their, their influence against them anyway. I mean, you know, the Kim Jong-il might just be crazy. crazy. Uh, th- that, that possibility exists. I mean, think about the ball field situation we were just talking with that gentleman in Ohio about. Those people have no right to not want that ball field there, but they don't want it there. There's a ball field on a piece of property next door to them, and they want to cause problems. Kim Jong-il would find, if he was crazy, would find something to be upset with people about. Well, yeah, but but you don't want to give 
people reasons and uh, with the ball field thing it's public property tragedy of the commons someone mm-hmm. wants to build a ball field there someone else might have preferred a community garden someone else might have you know preferred just a blank field mm-hmm. uh, but one person wins out because they have whatever political sway is necessary to win that so therefore the rest of them are feeling upset and, and indignant about it avoiding that by not having any public property in the first place may be possible does it mean that they won't find something else to be upset about no certainly not uh, but better to not have those problems in, in the first place. So I would agree with uh, with with you, Jesse. All right, thanks a lot. Any All other right, thoughts? I just uh, I got a question about succession. Yeah, and then I'll just get off the phone and listen to you on it. If you insist. All right. Um, I was just thinking, you know, uh, our president. He, not uh, my president. Of, yeah. I, Nor was thanks. the last one. Go ahead. Thanks for helping me out with that. I'm it's so, okay. We all have to be aware of these things. We've been programmed to speak in collectivist terms. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. So, you know, Obama, he gets these comparisons to President Lincoln all the time. Mm. And President Lincoln, part of the Civil War, was to keep the Union together. That's correct. So, I'm (laughs) merely suggesting that if a state were to secede... What's to say that he wouldn't want to preserve the Union? A la Lincoln, uh, like uh, history repeating itself or something like that. Yes. It's a great question, um, and thank you for the call, since you insisted right. on not staying on the line. Right. Um, well, I think that there's a few steps that one could take if one was going to be, um, you know, a state that decided to secede. First, well, going in one big uh, confederacy, probably at least at least today we look at the uh, the, the confederacy as having Thanks been call. one nation, <laughs> um, whereas eh, more likely the confederacy probably considered themselves to be little nations, uh, you know, in a confederacy, but. You know, one going at a time would be different than several going at once. Uh, the, the half the nation disappearing at one time. So you're saying it'd be easier with one at a time? It would be different. It'd be less likely for tanks to roll in? I don't think the amount of uh, places going has anything to do with the federal government's It may or may not. I don't know. I'm just pointing out that that's a difference. Yeah, okay. Um, Secondly, it's probably not a good idea to fire on Pease Air Force Base here in New Hampshire, Mm, which, of course, I believe Pease is actually closed down. Uh, But either way, if there's some kind of federal fort in New Hampshire, attack the IRS building or something. Don't attack it. Let them go at their own time. Just just let your services anymore. Thank I, you. I understand that they were feeling very sovereign at the time and, and, and looking. Yeah. But, but the union government was looking for a way to instigate these people. Absolutely. I'm sure they were feeling very sovereign and very indignant about the whole situation and were very angry. And when, when tempers are rising and people are getting upset, then it's likely that someone is going to lash out violently. And I, I agree with you. That is something that needs to be stayed away from. In fact, in our new strategy for liberty we're going to talk about here in a moment about secession, uh, that is one of the, the tips, that is one of the techniques, is to stay absolutely peaceful. Now, th- that's going to be something that can be difficult to achieve. Um, if you'll recall the uh, State House incident where we were, d- the, the Article 10, no, excuse me, the HR, HCR 6. That's the, the, that secession, was the secession bill. No, it wasn't really a secession, it was a resolution, resolution. talking about... Yeah. Withdrawing, possibly. The sovereignty resolution, which, uh, you know, several states had them, and and New Hampshire had it also. There was a big crowd there for that, and it was voted down, and then some people in the crowd decided to be kind of pushy with uh, Mm -hmm. some politicians or whatever in the state house. That went very poorly. And it wasn't as a result of any anybody that I knew or anything like that. But you you know when you the bigger the crowd, and obviously it's going to take a big crowd to secede. The bigger the crowd, the less likely it is you're going to be able to uh, um, you know control everyone. And 
But if, you can ostracize those people. You can uh, avoid contact with them and avoid associating with them. And that can mitigate that. I likely, um, if the Free State Project becomes more successful, and perhaps already will but, become more successful. Right, as as they become more successful, there will be uh, there will be infiltrators from the federal government, um, and likely, you know, likely there will if be not already. And and so therefore they'll be in place for whatever secession movement would go on. Sure. Um, those infiltrators would likely turn into agents provocateur. They're likely Usually. to to do something that uh, would re- it would require the the police to step in. And if the if the federal government decided, well, the police aren't doing a good enough job here, we'll have to take care of that. Uh, it, it's just a possibility, just looking at it. Um, and it doesn't matter if they're an agent or not, though. If if uh, you can get paranoid about who is and who is not the agent, right. and it doesn't really matter. What matters is who is advocating violence. If someone is advocating violence, there's a good chance they're an agent. Good chance, but they still could just be some liberty-loving crazy that uh, is really still on the whole guns kick and wants to k- kill all the uh, the feds. I'm sure there are people like that out there. But whatever, yes. whatever the truth is behind who they really are, what all we know and all we need to know is they're advocating force, they're advocating destruction, they're advocating violence. They should be ostracized and told, look, we don't want you to be around us if you're going to keep talking about this stuff. We're not interested in participating in your little plot or your little plan. Yeah. Stay the hell away from the people overthrow, like that. The overthrow, not interested in it. Yeah. Stay away from those people. They are going, whether they're feds or not, they're going to get you in big trouble. And I'm not saying it won't be troublesome uh, for us when we decide to secede, but remaining peaceful is a key ele- is going to be a key element to this. I agree completely. I don't know if we did, did, we can't ask him if uh, we answered his question, but uh, as far as differences between now and then, I think one of the other differences, of course, is going to be the speed of the speed at which information travels is far greater today. Yes, and that is the key to all of this. It's the key to it because. Well, we wouldn't be able to really start an effective secession movement, I don't think, without the Internet, without the ability to gather the people together into the same location, the same geographic area that would agree with such an idea. The Internet will be integral in actually getting a secession movement going, popularizing it, explaining it to people, helping people understand what secession is and what it is not, uh, communicating our ideas as effectively as possible. The Internet will be a major tool in that particular way. And if the federal government does decide they want to get violent, and they do decide they want to do some sort of crackdown, then we can uh, we can also use the internet to spread the word about that uh, and and make them make them look ever more tyrannical as they continue to become that uh, as tyrannical as they wish. So I think that's going to be the other important factor. We can shine the light of the internet, use our cameras, broadcast live to the internet, use our radio shows, and get the information out about what these federal people are doing. Uh, the obviously the level of communication on the internet is uh, is key to this. All right, so we continue with George listening to KBYO in Louisiana. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Ah, uh, see, man, I've been listening to y'all last last little while, last few weeks. Yes, sir. And and, and I'm really interested in y'all show. I, I I look forward to listening to y'all. Thank, Thank you. And the other day, uh, y'all was talking about uh, General Petraeus. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I mentioned some anyway. The other day, talking about y'all talking about uh, America being uh, warmongers and all, and I was the one that made a comment about who was the first people here when America when people came to America. Yeah, the, the Indians. We want to bring America. you back, George. Hang on, we're going to bring you back for more. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. 
A lot of long, sordid history of violence associated with the government of this country. That's All for darn nations. sure. Uh, that's true. All, well, nations. More on the way. We can talk about that. It's Free Talk Live. George is coming back. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you want liberty in your lifetime? Don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. We're not going to miss it. Free Talk Live's going to be broadcasting live the entire time. Well, not 24 hours a day, but during our normal show hours. June 25th through the 28th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C, porkfest.com. All right, let's go back to George, listening to KBYO in Louisiana. George, you're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, good deal, y'all. Hey, listen, I want to say one thing for sure so you understand from the beginning. I, I enjoy listening to y'all. Yes, sir. And, and I do know that you, the, your goal, your, your, your station is, is, is there because there's concerns now. There's some extreme concerns. Mm-hmm. And, and today, just, just today... President Obama made his speech about creating a website security czar. Oh boy! And and and, and now, now look, that isn't about national. I mean, it is about national security. It is about uh, uh, shutting down a electrical grid in, in a part of countries. It is about uh, the, the 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 folks that went over to that that hotel over in Taj Mahal and they, and they used the, the internet and so forth. But it's not just about that. It's more. It's, it's also about the things that y'all are talking about right now. It's about our freedoms and our security. It is, and, and I admire everything that y'all say, and, and I look forward and even to listen to y'all. But let well, me let me just say one thing. Yes. On, on a on a on a side that I hope someone, I every day I get up and I think I wish to goodness I had some like-minded folks that understood what is slapping me in the face with what's going on. It's frustrating, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's very frustrating. And, and, and my family have to endure my um, uh, almost sometimes paranoia about what's going on. But, but I want you two to understand one thing, okay? Yes, and sir. your listeners to understand something. There is gonna, we're, we're coming into a time where people are going to go to prison just for speaking up. I mean, that's coming. I believe you. It's coming. And and the just like in a war, there are those that, 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 that serve on the front line, and they're the first to be sacrificed. Okay, mm-hmm. and just because you aren't in that front line of those first to be sacrificed for the purpose of the the, the, the conflict that created the war, doesn't mean that you aren't involved in in, in the ultimate outcomes. The whole the ultimate outcome is our freedom. I agree with you. I think everybody is involved, and that's been the biggest problem is because most people haven't accepted responsibility for the world that we live in. They, you know, they believe that this is being done to them. And to, ex- to an extent, that is true, but it's also right. because it's all being done, all of this tyranny that we've talked about so much on this show, it's all being done because of them, because they are doing nothing about it. I don't recall who said it, but uh, there's a famous old phrase that uh, you know all that's required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Yeah. And do for nothing. the most part, that's what we've had in this that's country right. and around that's the world. Right. 
and 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 again, I, I admire what you're doing, what you're trying to do, and 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 I'm very very glad that people will listen, tune in, and and some people will call. And discuss things. So are we, George. Uh, and I thank matter. you. I thank but, you for the call tonight. We got to get some other calls. He wanted to get. He wanted to get something, George. No, we got to get some other calls. Oh, he is still there, George. Okay, look, my quick. The the, the the main thing I want you to understand. I want I want somebody to hear is that this this is not just about the front line. It's not just about the ones that are willing to be sacrificed to, 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 in the beginning. This is going to go way further than that. There are going to be folks that are going to be sacrificed, and there are folks that are going to go to prison just because of the First, Second, and Tenth Amendment rights of the Constitution. Things are changing. And, and I am of, I'm older. I'm 58. I know what Pam Moonjom in North Korea, uh, the border is about. I was there in 1970, 71. Mm-hmm. In 1950, the war started, and then about 51, 52, they, they began trying, trying to create this place called Pam Moonjom where the North Koreans, all they did was bicker and bicker and say that, well, you did this, you did that. The North Koreans aren't going to do anything. The North Koreans are going to run their mouth. It's all they're going to do is run their mouth. What they're doing is they're putting on display their ability, their nuclear capabilities and, and their abilities to, to put it on a missile and deliver it to some point 2,500 miles away. Very good, and George. And the people that are going to get it are the people that are over there, the Taliban, al-Qaeda, Iran. There's much more to this than just the frontline people that are willing to sacrifice their life for what it is this very moment. Things are coming, Bubba. There's a change coming, and y'all keep it up. All right, we Thank will. You, Thanks, George, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's true. I agree with him that uh, the change is coming, and hopefully it'll be positive change. Though, if people continue to do nothing, then they can expect more of the same. They can expect more intrusive, more oppressive Government uh, stealing ever more money from your life, which is your time, uh, stealing that from you. And if you don't do anything about it and you're not willing to take action, then get used to it. But if you are willing to make a stand, if you are willing to stand up for freedom and put your foot down and say, I've had enough and you're not going any further and no, I'm not going to pay your taxes and no, I'm not going to obey your arbitrary diktats. And if you can get together with enough people of like mind to do the same thing then I think we can see some positive change. And I think that's going to happen here in New Hampshire. There was somebody in the chat room who was frustrated. You guys are talking about New Hampshire too much. Well, go ahead and tell me about all the exciting things happening somewhere else, and we can talk about that too. We're getting front-page news stories in major mainstream newspapers uh, here in New Hampshire. There was a story in the Boston Globe today about our friend Sam, who is speaking of people on the front lines that are in jail. Uh, That's what George was talking about. Sam's in jail, and he's been there now as he's in his seventh week in jail. I'm beginning to lose track of all of the weeks. It's, It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, so the change is happening, and the people who are in power, uh, the people who are uh, who wield the guns of, of government, the violent monopoly, are not wanting that. They do not want this change to occur, and they are going to lash out. And inevitably, other he, George is right. Inevitably, people are going to go to jail as a result of what the, the, the cultural shift that's happening, the paradigm shift that we're attempting to uh, to help foment. With uh, that's part of some of the things we do on this show. Yes, it's a show where you t- can call about anything, but there's clearly an overarching theme about liberty, and I I want to get freedom into people's heads so they can actually choose to do something about it. They have to at least know what it is. Yeah, well, how can you be free if you don't know what it is? If if all you've ever been told is that you're free and you've believed it, 
and then you felt there's some sort of weird thing wrong. Something out there is screwy, but you never really figured out exactly what it is because you're not really free. It's one of the many lies you've been told. All right, we continue here. Your calls about anything. Michael is in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Michael. Yes. Hey, what's on your, uh, what's on your mind tonight? RFID technology. Okay. I wonder if he's aware or about it. And yeah, it's old. It could it's pretty much old tech at this point, isn't it? Old tech. Yeah, it's kind of been around for several years. I mean, it's been around as long as I can remember doing this show. Radio frequency identification. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. They are putting it in all kinds of things. Uh, products that you buy at the store have RFID chips in them, and I think it's... it's Some actually, volunteers, from what I understand, too. And they are putting them in people. Uh, we can talk about that in a little more detail if you want to hang on. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. I am not a uh, technology expert in that I don't know exactly how it works on the inside, but I am familiar with the basics about it. And it doesn't scare me when it's not in me. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, including the wiki. Over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com, and you can edit virtually anything you see, wiki.freetalklive.com. Are you facing debt problems with DebtCrisisSolutions.com programs? There are no more payments to creditors. DebtCrisisSolutions.com guarantees to protect your bank account, wages, and property from lawsuits. If you're facing a debt crisis, you need to be able to keep your money to take care of your family. Call one, excuse me, one seven one eight six one five zero one two three. That's seven one eight six one five zero one two three. DebtCrisisSolutions.com. Let's go back to Michael in Georgia. Michael, you called asking about RFID tonight, and it sounds like it, that you've just come across it. How did you learn about this new technology? Well, there's, a, I think it's like oh five or oh seven. The Chattanooga Free Press in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Those. They had it. They was going to put it in a, a mentally disabled Orange Grove Center, but they did mentally disabled what center? A mental disabled center. Okay. But they was going to put them in them. Oh dear. And, and then they said that they was. It was front page. I have a front page article. Yeah, I find that pretty. I find that pretty disturbing, and I imagine that would be against the uh, the will of many of those people in that mental health center. Uh, and and if we're, if we're talking about this technology here, just so, for people that don't know. RFID, radio frequency identification. Uh, it's my understanding that it's uh, it doesn't operate with power. It's some sort of an inert radio reflector thing that basically uh, you put it. You can put data onto this little thing that's the size of a, a, a bit of rice. I'm sure they have it even smaller now. I think I've heard that they're much much smaller Must now. Be grains of sand at yeah, this point. Grains of sand or whatever, and so they can inject those into people and pets and products. And if it's in products, then it's really useful. Um, and thank you, by the way, for the call tonight, Michael. I appreciate hearing from you. But if it's in products, it's really useful because it helps with the back room, stock room kind of... Uh, sure, you can do inventory in a, in a blink. Basically, the way it works is you shoot, you hold this little RFID reader machine and you shoot it at whatever it is you want to identify. It 
essentially sees the RFID chips in the products or the people, and it bounces back. Those RFID chips essentially bounce back and say, here I am, and here's my code. And so the the, the code reader takes that information in, and so if you're standing in the back of a warehouse and you want to know what products are sitting on that pallet there, you just hold your little gun and shoot it, and it gives you all that information. So you don't have to pull the boxes and open count them up them and, and count and all of that stuff. Countless hours of manpower. Right, so that's and that manpower being saved can be passed on in savings to the consumer, plus Good RFID chips can be used for security purposes as well as far as um, making sure that people don't walk out the front door with products that they didn't pay for, things like that. At least that's my understanding. I'm sure if I misunderstood anything, you can call in and correct me at 800-259-9231. So behind the scenes in the stock rooms of America, I think RFID is great technology. It's going to be really helpful. And it already has been. Um, in fact, it could be even brought out into the front of the store. I've heard people talking about how you could have a store where you just pull your shopping cart up to the register and they shoot it with the RFID gun. No more having to get everything out of your cart, run it over the scanner, put it in a bag. I mean, obviously, bags, I guess, might be helps, helpful, so hmm, well, bagging like, might be an issue. Well, likely, but, um, at that point... You'll, uh, you know, instead of the self-scan that you have at Home Depot and so many grocery stores, you won't. You'll, it'll just be self-scanning, and you'll put, be putting straight stuff to the in bag. Yes, yeah. so you, you don't need somebody the... standing there because yeah. somebody has to stand there in case there's a problem, and in case right. somebody doesn't scan something, you know, sure. it's only scanning every other thing they put in their bag or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it, it'll be helpful in that. So arena. yeah, that's all very, very useful uh, things to help make our lives more convenient. The problem comes in with RFID when government comes into the picture. See, in the marketplace, it's just a benign technology that's really useful. But when government, the violent monopoly, gets its hands on something like this, well, inevitably, they begin to plot. Because they, they do love, love to track to, things. They like, love like, to collect data and information about you and then use it against you later on. Um, and so what, they, what has been proposed, of course, has been using this technology not just in driver's licenses and passports, but eventually inside people. And there have been some examples of people voluntarily accepting an RFID chip to essentially be the guinea pigs. Uh, and there have been examples in the marketplace as well. I think one example that I've heard of is like a club. You can get the RFID chip if you're on the VIP list or something like that, right? They, oh, you go to that club so often, you just need to have the, the chip yeah. uh, because it's cool and hip. And I don't know about all of that, but apparently that's happening. And if you're voluntarily choosing to put a chip inside yourself... Bon voyage. Okay. Uh, but if if you're being forced to do so, if if babies are being born and being chipped right away, which we don't have that happening yet, but the technology's there, it's doable. Well, that's what's frightening to me about RFID. And, and it may not even be forced, Ian. It may be uh, something that's just sort of. Uh, if you want to get your kid into government in, school, strongly encouraged. For instance, now babies get uh, social security numbers at hospitals. Wham bam, um, you know they got this whole thing they fill They're out. Pushing they it, get, they give them the the, uh, the the vaccinations, the social security numbers, the whole deal, mm-hmm. on out the door, and so you end up with a, a whole complete government person, yeah. right out the door. And which one of the reasons I I would I'm glad that Jack wasn't born in a hospital. Sure, um, but. You know, I mean, different people need to be able to choose those things for themselves, and it's it, so it's being more than forced. It's it's being strongly encouraged. Well, encouraged in the way, like for instance, the government says your kid has to have vaccines if you want to go to if you want them to go to government school, and since most people 
probably can't afford to uh, send their kids to private schools because they're already paying a tremendous amount of money to the government school system and they have to pay that they have to pay for or else they'll have their their houses stolen from them if they're faced with a situation of okay well you either send your kid to government school and get them chipped or you send them to private school which the private schools might be required by the government to have chipped kids or you do homeschooling which may or may not be palatable although i think most people if they really put their minds to it probably can figure out a way to to homeschool Uh, but a lot of people feel like they have to send their kids to the government schools and indeed if they don't in some places the government people will come after you if you aren't sending your kids to a government approved school and they know that your kids exist there's a good chance they'll come after you for it so you're right mark it's been it's been made very very well close to mandatory yeah that's how the uh, or it could that's be how made. the that's how the frog boils uh, you're right i don't want to say tick i don't want to speak tick, as though it's happening it, it's not happening yet from my understanding not not rfids no right but the tech is there and if some intrusive state government wants to start moving in that direction there's nothing to stop them they can just start doing that. They can start chipping people. And I don't know, would that be the line in the sand for some people? Maybe. Some people it would. Some people it would. Most people? I don't know. I really don't. They could sell it like, you know, they, get your the, kids back. At the mall, they have, right. they have uh, get your kids fingerprinted. They have this whole exactly little thing right. where they, they they identify your kid yeah. in, in case, uh, you know, I guess they commit. They, they, like to, they love to collect information. Hey, that's a persuasive pitch. I mean, to to essentially what, to, to the parent who's worried though, about their as kids. As if um, they're going to be able to use the fingerprints of your child. Tell me a scenario where the child has been returned due to fingerprints. That's probably happened. The living child. Probably happen less often, uh, but it, but it, but it may have occurred out there, Mark. And I can understand parents doing something like that. Obviously, they're not doing it with the consent of their child, but at least it's not as invasive as a chip. At least giving fingerprints or something like that is not as invasive as chipping your child. Now, chipping your dog, I'm all in favor of that. That makes sense, right? I mean, you can. If you're at a, at a pound and they've got several black labs and yours is a black lab, then it, it might be hard to determine who the the real black lab is uh, that that is yours. And having a chip if can it's help been a, if it's been gone for uh, a few weeks, like the longer it is, the the less likely it is that you'll be able to tell your dog. Right. And if they pick up the dog and they scan it and it's got a chip in it or your cat and it's got your name and address information, they can get your animal back to you. That's useful. So the, so again, there's some very useful things about this RID, RFID technology. It's just that when it's in the hands of the state, when it's mandatory that everybody be chipped, that's an or- Orwellian police state freaky situation that I think everybody needs to be well aware of. So I'm, I'm actually, you know, we haven't talked about RFID in a long time because no. it just seems like so old tech. Uh, but I, I guess not everybody has heard about it yet. And so good that he brought it up. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. And that's the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Once again, that number, 800-259-9231. Still to come, we got to talk about a strategy for secession. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Gil Edwards of Termco Life Insurance Agency, protecting your family against financial loss due to an untimely death. 
Call 1-800-685-3314 for Termco Life Insurance Agency. Gil Edwards, 800-685-3314. Our number here to get you on the air with us is 1-800-259-9231. And by the way, I want to invite you to shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy in life, they probably sell it. Even used items, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's go to Anthony in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Anthony. Anthony? Um, You're on the air. Hi. Um, we. Ha- I just wanted to um, let you know that uh, I've, I have an inspiration story. Um, you, Ian, have inspired me to be more um, sociable. Oh, well, and, great. And um, I also want to tell you that we have that I'm starting I'm going to be starting a podcast. Lovely. Very good. Now, what is it about Ian that could possibly what possibly about Ian well, has made you uh, want to want to be more sociable? Well, last time last time I was on um Mark Mark, you weren't there. Okay. But uh when when I was on, I was kind of down on the liberty form like Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I don't know, it didn't, I didn't really fit in or whatever. This you was know? an event uh, that happened in March of this year up here in New Hampshire where hundreds of liberty-minded people came together to the same hotel, basically had a, a convention. It was a great time, uh, but for you, not so much because you felt a uh, little on the outs. You felt, uh, I don't want to put words into your mouth, I'm just recalling um, my yeah interpretation of your call uh you had a difficult time with the very sociable atmosphere that it was present at the, at the liberty forum yeah that's right and uh so i i've been uh thinking about it and i've i've just been trying to be more more sociable now and uh i just i just credit it all to you to ian well, well, thanks. I mean, it's a path I've gone down myself. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I remember. You remember the what do they call it? The Myers Briggs tests, Mark, where yes. they the ISTP, IN, ENTP, things like that. I remember taking one of those for the first time when I was ten-ish or something like that. I was with my parents at this church retreat thing that we went to, mm-hmm. and they everybody took one of these these tests, and I came out as an introvert. And, of course, if you believe what the, the test tells you and you continue to believe it throughout your life, you'll keep telling yourself, well, I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm an introvert. introvert. I'm an introvert. Yeah. And so you've, you're essentially painting uh, your story. You're painting a picture of, of yourself in your own mind, and, and you're living up to your expectations. I am an introvert. That's what I was. And so I don't remember when I made a conscious choice to start changing that, but I did. I think it was probably... It was probably my beginning in the in uh, working with the Libertarian Party and doing outreach and, and getting interested in talking about freedom. I found the, the, the message of freedom, and I wanted, naturally, one of the first things that, that you do when you hear about liberty is you want to tell somebody else about it. And I guess I just didn't feel like I was very good at doing something like that back then. And so I, I think I made a, a concerted effort to put myself into positions or put myself into situations where I would have to be, in order to be effective there, I would have to reach out, to, learn how to reach out to people and learn how to better communicate. I still don't think I'm, I'm very, uh, very good at it. Uh, always there's something new to learn. There's always something uh, that, that you, know, you might be getting wrong that you could do better. 
and we're constantly in the process of improving, constantly in the process of evolving ourselves. And so stepping outside of a comfort zone, whether we're talking about being uh, extroverted or, or something else, some other comfort zone that you might have, it's stepping outside of that comfort zone, even if it's just a, a baby step that helps change uh, who we are. I'm not the same person I was when I was 18 or, or 19. And likely it's an improvement. Yeah, and I feel much better off because of it. Uh, so what steps are you planning on taking, uh, Anthony, to help yourself with this process? Um, I've been uh, – the, mo- the most sociable I've been getting is from forums and stuff because we uh, – from we're the kind forums? Of out in the we're kind of out in the boomies, ah, boonies, you know. Gotcha. We're out where there's not a lot of people, but um, I have been contacting people, and I just feel more sociable. You know, I wonder. And, that's an interesting uh, scenario. Being in a place where there aren't a lot of people around, and of course, if there aren't a lot of people around, it's less likely that the people that are around are going to be interested in the same things that you are. One of the nice things about the internet is that you can get together online with other people of, of like mind. And of course, here in New Hampshire, they're physically here. Uh, but if you've got a liberty mindset and you're in a little town where virtually no one else has that, I could see that as being very frustrating. We had uh, we read Mike Barsky's story, one of the free staters that moved here from California. He was a total hermit, basically, when he lived uh, out in California. Mm-hmm. And now I would say he's one of the most sociable, social people in this movement. Very he's active. everywhere. He's at every party, every social event, every every uh, activism opportunity he can attend. And so it's just the getting out there and doing it that's helpful. But you have to wonder, what does one do? What does one do if you're in Anthony's position and you're still in that place where there's no one around, or that at least you feel as though there are very few people around that you can relate to? How does one become more extroverted in a situation like that? I mean, my, my first response to you would be, well, I don't know how effective being on the Internet is. Posting on a forum I don't think is going to help with uh, I see being value. extroverted. You do see value in that? I do. Here's what I was going to suggest. Because posting anonymously, or not, not anonymously, but posting to an internet forum takes away all of the emotion behind uh, what it is that you're saying. Sure, you can use the emoticons, and you can do your best to try to uh, to imbue your, your text with some level of extra communication that you would normally get by being able to make eye contact with someone or being able to hear their voice. And I would suggest to you that maybe you could find some sort of online voice chat, something where uh, Liberty people are getting together and talking. I know that some of our listeners used to do this uh, back in the day, and they had like a little voice chat room they would get into. I don't know if they still do it or not. But find other people that may be interested in doing something similar and in sort of coming out of their shell and get together and, and have a, a voice chat so you can hear the inflections that people are making. So you can uh, so you can experience what it's like to have real conversations with people. And then from there, eventually, you can step up into having a face-to-face uh, discussions with people that, that are more productive as far as building relationships and, and things like that. And one of the things that was most effective for me was as I said, forcing myself to step outside a comfort zone and going out and setting up uh, like an outreach booth at a at a gun show or a uh, or like the the county fair or mm-hmm. a gay and lesbian pride fest, going and setting up an outreach booth. In in that case, it was for the Libertarian Party, but it could, but it could be for anything that you want to promote. And then trying to be a pitchman. I mean, trying to essentially reach out to people because I remember when Who I... Who connects be- with people better than a pitchman, by the it's way? It's true. And you'll feel a little cheesy, you know, like the carnival barker, uh, but th- there's a way to do it that's respectful 
And when you're at an event, people do expect to be pitched, so that's okay. And you, if you want your product or if you want your ideas to stand out from the rest of the competition, you've got to invite people to come look at them. So when you're standing there at uh, like an outreach booth and people are walking by and you're not saying anything, that's when it really starts to sink in. When you're standing there and you want to reach out to people and you're standing there, you've got all of your uh, br- wonderful brochures Stuff. and your books <laughs> and your buttons or whatever it is that, that you're trying to ply people with. Even if you're giving them away, you can stand there for hours and get virtually no response from people. Whereas if you are actually, you've got a clipboard in your hand, you're holding it out to people. Hey, excuse me, have you taken the world's smallest political quiz yet? Practicing your open. You're going to botch it up and botch it up and botch it up. I guess it's possible you could do it for the first time. Yeah, you could be, just be a natural. Perfect. Uh, but I know I botched it up enough times to where I finally learned what the best approaches were, I, best for me at least, the most effective at getting people to come over and talk to me and take the you know the world's smallest political quiz, which you can take for yourself at quiz.freetalklive.com. But those would be some of my suggestions for you. And, and let us know down the line if uh, you feel like you have blossomed. I thank you for the call tonight. And, Anthony, I was glad to see you at the Liberty Forum. 1-800-259-9231. And it's, it's a frustrating uh, situation. There was somebody else who recently was talking about feeling a little left out when they came to one of our social events here in uh, the Keene area, that they'd come and only a few people made a point of introducing themselves to them. And I said, you know, the door swings both ways. You're at a social event likely with a lot of other introverted people Mm -hmm. who are probably just trying to come out of their shells for the first time as well. You can't expect, if you're not willing to go introduce yourself to everybody, you can't expect everybody else to be willing to come introduce themselves to you. So sometimes you're going to have to be the one who takes that first step into the unknown, if you will. All right, Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Thursday, gold prices jumped over 1% on a weaker dollar as stocks rose despite housing and oil worries. Gold last traded up $11.80 to $960.10. Silver rose $0.40 to $15.15 an ounce. Inflation concerns stirred buying into the yellow metal after U.S. crude prices rose above $64 a barrel. Heightened military alert over a nuclear test by North Korea boosted the safe haven appeal in gold, reports Reuters. Recession, inflation, market volatility, what do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we launch here into the third hour of the show, Mark, you did have a few more comments on being introverted that I thought were interesting and I didn't think that deserved to be just off the air. So okay. do you want to share those quickly and we'll get back to these calls? Well, um, you had mentioned the Myers-Briggs test and uh, sort of being introverted as far as the test went. And I've, I've taken the When Myers- I was a kid. Yeah, I've taken the Myers-Briggs test and I've come up uh, extroverted every time. I'm just an extrovert. 
Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not that shy in certain situations. I'm just extroverted. Mm-hmm. But I think you fit more of the definition of what the the sort of common definition of what an introvert is, as opposed to the Myers Briggs definition. Myers Briggs definition of an introvert is simply somebody who sort of plans and and thinks in their mind, as opposed to people that sort of think out loud are extroverts and i hmm. if you'll if you'll hear me talking i'll be formulating plans as i'm talking and uh you know you, you get the you get the the privilege of hearing half-baked plans that way so there's no it's not good to be extroverted or introverted from the myers-briggs side it's just really? it's just sort of how they rate it well I don't, i'm not saying being introverted is bad i'm not saying that i i think that there's certainly a place for introverts i'm sure introverts are better computer programmers or better uh, thinkers in in general but if you are trying to get into a social movement, and this is a very social movement up here, the, the New Hampshire Liberty Movement with thousands of people uh, moving here eventually in order to be activists for freedom, there are roles for, for introverts here, no doubt about it. I mean, there, you can be a computer programmer and, and you know lock yourself in your room and you can still be an effective activist. You don't have to be an on-the-street, sign-waving kind of upfront in your face kind of activists certainly not there are lots of different roles but if you want to get along with your fellow activists effectively there are some social skills and and things like that 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 could that wouldn't hurt to develop i guess that's what i'm saying yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying there's any anything Pitch inherently definitely wrong. extroverts right nothing inherently wrong with being an introvert that's that's not what i'm saying at all um so um when i say that you uh, sort of uh, you fit the introverted uh, definition what i'm saying is is that you could sit in here uh, by yourself and do your computer stuff pretty much all day long without feeling pretty like much what i do yeah you're feeling badly about missing human contact I will begin to feel lonely relatively quickly and must go out and well, not must choose to go out and mm-hmm. find uh, find people to talk to. So I think that that's mm. sort of the the more classic definition of introverts and extroverts, people right. that need people gregariousness. Let's go to your phone calls about what you want. Lyle is in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lyle. Lyle, Utah, going once. Lyle in Utah, going twice. Sure, if it was live Hello? conversation, but you mentioned something. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're the one that came up with the videos about 9/11. What are you talking you about? You or the other guy? What videos are you referring to? Oh, the the uh, loose change. Don't no. think you're listening like to the right show. We or, were not talking about such things on this show. You weren't. Nope. Today. Nope. No, we don't talk about that stuff. 9/11 is not our gig. People call in about it sometimes, and it's uh, you know we'll talk about it then when they call in about it. But I'm not interested in uncovering the truth. Uh, about what happened. Uh, all I'm concerned with is the uh, the tyranny that we have to deal with today and finding a solution to achieve a voluntary society. I'm not so concerned well, I, I with the details. All the tyranny today is all related to 9-11. No, no, it's been building for much longer than before 9-11. There were all kinds of new government programs being introduced year after year and uh, more intrusiveness. They it's, certainly have used 9-11 as a uh, springboard It's been for an that. excuse. Yeah. yeah, it's been an excuse for tyranny, but uh, that's all it has been is just an excuse. Well, I, I thought that one of you guys made the videos. You didn't make nope, the videos? Definitely not. I do make some videos online at uh, thefreekeen.com, uh, but nope, I'm a radio talk show host for the most part, and that's what well, I Well, the, the main reason why I was calling is uh, yeah. you're familiar with uh, Professor Stephen Jones here in, in Utah. He is one of the, the go-to guys of the so-called 9-11 truth movement. Right. He's also a friend of mine. Okay. What about but, him? Uh, as of April... Last April 6th, here in the Deseret News in Utah, he uh, published an article there in regard to the nanothermite particles that were discovered in all samples of the 9-11 dust. I mean, and that new proves ever, what? New information. 
And does that prove something to you? Well, that proves that uh, it was uh, basically brought down with uh, controlled demolition. So what are you going to do about that? Well, I was just wondering what you guys are going to do about it. I'm the, I'm the one I'm not going to do a damn thing about it. I'm going to secede. You, I mean, I, you have to understand, I already know that the government is evil. See, I don't need to have some sort of uh, evil plot revealed to me to prove to me that the government is evil. Well, I we don't know care. they're evil, but the, what I'm trying to say yeah. is, shouldn't the world know about this discovery? He's gone all over the place, so the news media's, uh, they've, they've tried to get this out, and they can't get, to, get it out. I'm pretty sure the world has their own problems to deal with today that they would much rather focus on than uh, be concerned for what happened almost a decade ago. I mean, why don't we start talking about the Oklahoma City bombing while we're at it? Let's talk about the truth behind Waco. Let's talk about, you know, all kinds of things. Oh, yeah, that are... Those are nightmares, too, but I'm just saying... That well, see what I'm saying? We could, we could go forever. Forward. Do you see what I'm saying? We could go forever oh, yeah. and talk about all the, the minutiae and the allegations. I know you believe they're facts. Some of the other people would disagree with you. You might disagree oh, with yeah. them, and you'd go back and forth forever arguing over what you believe the truth to be about one particular event in the past. And I'm trying to tell you that the truth of what happened there has absolutely no bearing on my life today and what it is I'm looking to achieve, and that is bring more people to understanding the ideas of freedom, implementing freedom in as many uh, ways as possible in our lives, and getting the state off of our backs. I don't see how any of that's going to help me. Do you? Well, I just, uh, Obama is still using the 9-11 thing as his pegboard to go after everybody in the country, in the world. He'd have something else if it wasn't 9-11, dude. You know, he'd have something else. There's always an excuse for tyranny. There's always some new reason that some new government program is necessary. You just happen to be talking about one of the more recent ones. That's uh, all. You mentioned, you mentioned earlier about all this, uh, this uh, Al-Qaeda, supposed Al-Qaeda thing. No. This, I'm sorry, you're not listening to, you are not listening to our show. You keep saying I did things, and that wasn't me. You're not listening to, you were not listening to Free Talk Live. You apparently called the phone number for the show that you were listening to, but Free Talk Live is the show that's on the air. It's a show where you can call about anything, as we've allowed you to do. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. The, the phone screeners answer Free Talk Live when, uh, when they pick up the phones, but apparently some people are oblivious. Well, I don't. Maybe it doesn't sound like a uh, a show name to them necessarily. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. I guess. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue with your calls, and we go to Steve in South Carolina. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey guys. Hey Steve. Uh, you know, I took the Briggs Myers test when I was working for the state of Colorado, child support enforcement, and so I was a young professional. And I was like, why am I taking this test? And so basically I cheated the test because I just want to go ahead and put myself right there on the fulcrum and uh, let them try to figure it out. But, you know, the whole test goes back, well, there's two points to this. The test goes back whether it's environment or heredity. I mean, you know, why are you introverted? Well, it's because I grew up, my environment, or it's just because that's who I am or, or whatever the case may be. Good question. I target this point as an undergrad in college all the time. I mean, that was one of the more prevalent arguments. And the thing is, is I look at it this way when we were talking about it, well, when you guys were talking about it earlier, if if you come up introverted, maybe it is, and it's all the interpolation of the data, of course, mm -hmm. but if, if you come up introverted, maybe you have not found your passion, mm. whether it's personal or professional. So once you do, and you made a comment earlier, it was like, well, I can be in a room, I can be in a computer, and I have no social contact whatsoever. But even these 
so-called introverts, computer nerds, whatever, they have their own social circles. And, you know, somebody may just decide to get up and go outside and, and just feel that, you know, there's other people around. So I don't think there is a complete introvertedness sort of uh, per se as somebody's just going to shield themselves from all other people. They need to have some sort of connection, a group, a clan, whatever you may call it. And I just, uh, getting back to my main point, when Ian was talking about is if you haven't found your passion, yes, maybe you are introverted. And when you do find your passion, you go for it. Mm. And so you cannot, you cannot base an interpretation of a test and make it, make it be the rest of your life. I agree with you. I think you're right that there, that there's a uh, there's a point on the uh, continuum between uh, introverted and extrovertedness that uh, is insane, but there's one on the other side of extrovertedness that's insane too. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, anywhere you're too far to the edge, that's not going to be. Good. Steve, if you got more, hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231 and bring up whatever you want. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the archives. If you missed a moment of the show, you just need to click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website going back for an entire year on us at freetalklive.com. I've been using this product, uh, Unicure, for over a year now, and it's uh, it's a skin and, and hair conditioner. I use it I use it uh, as a you know like normal hair conditioner that uh, most people do, but uh, when I get out of the shower, I use it to style my hair too, and then the extra I just sort of rub across my face, and you wouldn't believe how smooth it makes your skin feel. I recommend this. I've been buying it uh, myself before I you know before they started advertising. Unicure dot com eight 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 Unicure. That's Unicure dot com. All right, 800-259-9231. Back to Steve in South Carolina. Steve, other thoughts for us? We've been talking about introversion. You had some insights. Go ahead. Steve? Me. You're back. Hit me. Are you there? Yep, we got you. Go, Steve. Okay, I, I, uh, well, the thing is, is Mark was talking about you can take extrovert to the extreme limit, which would end up into a sociopath. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, we're, you know, and... That just made me think about something. And I was talking about a norm, you know, somewhere where there is a, a, a cheap curve that there is a norm and not go from one extreme to the other. So I want to ask Mark, yeah. are, you an extremist? are you an extremist, Mark? Am I an extremist? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. No, I, I think that I, I, I think that some of my political views somebody might call extreme. However, I don't I don't see them that way. In what way do you mean extremist? I mean, is is for Mark, is either yes or no, on or off. I mean, there is no gray area for him. Oh, no, that's not true for me. I, I mean, I, I definitely see gray areas. So you're, you're, you're going to analyze things and try to figure out, um, you know, if it's going to the negative or to the positive, and you're just not going to say, 
oh, well, this person's this way, and that's the end of that story. Yeah, I don't think that you can uh, say one person. I, th- I think that, a la Steppenwolf, that people are, are fractals, uh, that their personalities, that they'll do a given thing in one circumstance that they wouldn't do in other circumstances. I think that people don't have a personality, but they have many personalities. Mm. They're probably very similar, those personalities, but that uh, they'll do different things in different situations. I don't think you can say that person is a loser or things like that. Okay, well, that's good. It's just when you went to the sociopath end of the extrovert, I was like, well, let me just check Mark on this one and <laughs> just make sure that you know we're all on the same page here because, I mean, these tests don't prove anything other than uh, where you are at this point in life yep. and, that, and on the, per, in the interpretation of the data. So, yeah. I mean, you are your own person. And you can decide what you're going to do just like Ian did. He said, you know what? I didn't have a passion, but now I do, and this is where I am, and I'm now an extrovert. Yeah, I'm, I, and you know, I've got to say that I'm very uh, proud of Ian for that, and I, I know that uh, these things aren't particularly easy for a guy that comes from his circumstance, but I went to, we went together to a uh, a conference, and uh, he, it was essentially where we had to meet uh, program directors and sort of get our show in front of them, and we were very young. As we're going to do next weekend. Yes, but this was three or four years ago, yeah. and at the time, we were completely unheard of. We'd only been advertising in Talkers Magazine for right. a few months. Yeah, it was our first time And uh, you, you would think that that would be something that I would be better at because I'm just sort of the natural uh, the salesman. The salesman and pitchman. But I wasn't comfortable because I really don't know that much about doing uh, affiliate relations, which Ian had been doing for quite some time at that point. And Ian essentially stepped up and took you know, went out there and stuck his hand out in front of people and did a very good job. It wasn't it wasn't uh, stilted or weird or anything like that. And I, you know, I think that uh, if if Ian was ever hobbled by uh, being an introvert, he is not by any means now. But the, you know what, though, Mark, you're right uh, that, I, that there's st- it's still there with me. Like uh, I feel good now that now that's our fourth year. Or whatever, oh yeah, going it's to nice not to have to do that, even if you're an extrovert. Okay, okay, I'm glad it's not just me then, because now I feel now I feel good. We can just go to the open bar, crack open a couple uh, whatever free beers they're giving away, and uh, just stand around and and chit chat with the people that we already know. Yeah, <laughs> and then people come up to us now, which is which is nice. It is nice. It doesn't happen very often, but like once a conference, so will come up to us and it feels so nice when uh, when they do that <laughs> so any other thoughts steve yeah it allows you guys to get a comfort level with what's going on because when you go into it i mean there is a certain amount of introvertedness because you don't know what the response is going to be but when people warm up to you you're like okay well this turned out pretty cool so yeah i'm yeah. liking this and, and so you feel more comfortable your comfort zone went up and you're like going all right this is great and you've gained more confidence and i love you guys and i appreciate what you do and i you know i just love commenting every once in a while well, thank you steve we appreciate your call tonight and thank you for, for making it 1-800-259-9231 i like how he said that if you take one of those tests that's just a snapshot of you it at is. that time. I've taken the uh, Myers-Briggs test, uh, I think, three times, and I come up pretty similar, but I, all I remember is the first time I took it when I was, what, 18 years old, I came yeah. up ENTJ, which uh, I think is the same thing Hitler was. Not that it, <laughs> not that it means anything, but that, you know, that's a, it's a very leader-oriented personality. I feel like that's what I got last time I took it, but I don't really recall. Uh, uh, however, I, I think I used to be an ISTP. Last, yeah, the last I time I took it, I came up uh, ENTP, yeah. and, you know, so... Things change. Well, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, your situation changes, your passions change, your interests change, and you change. 
But if you choose not to, you can stay as static as you want. I think he's right, though, that if you want to do something differently, all you have to do is resolve to do it and then figure out how to make it happen. Figure it's, it's the same thing with any goal. You set a goal for yourself and you work backwards to where you are today and yep. you figure out how to get from point A to point B. So I want you can to, have anything that you choose. It's true. All right. We continue here with Dave in Michigan. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, I Dave. did uh, MBTI a couple of times myself when I was first in junior college and then uh, I guess later in master's school. And I recently did it with my employees. The value in something like that is is in self-reflection to um, to kind of use it as a tool to understand yourself and how you communicate with others better. But mm-hmm. as soon as you know, as soon as you take it for, for example, an employer who wants to try to categorize you, or or uh, you know, when they start to use tools like that to determine who you are and what your what your capabilities are, that's when it gets really bad. Why do you say it gets bad? Well. Uh, I'll give you one of my favorite quotes. It's from John Whitney, a management theorist, and he says that all amateur psychologists and most professionals are dangerous when they try to confine a complex human being into one of their arcane pigeonholes. Into a category. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's what tends to happen with with testing, psychological testing like that, is people, even when I did it with my employees, and and they saw themselves in their in their own profile, but then they looked at each other and said, "Oh, you're one of them. Therefore, you're better at this or not as good at that. Mm. You know, or you're better at and and I and I, what I basically was trying to teach them is that no, it's just a way to understand yourself and then to understand that other people don't think like you, and they may communicate differently than you do. Right, so and even them. if this is who you are today, uh, they very basic sketch yep. you can be whoever you want to be tomorrow one of the problems with uh, employers giving these these uh, quizzes and this is where i got one at clear channel is that uh, sometimes employers will say well i want entjs for this job and uh-huh. i want I- istps for for this and uh, you know they they want different people for different jobs and then they you know they get the snapshot and they'll use it as though it is it's the truth it's the truth yeah, try observing somebody and then uh, assigning them based on their actual abilities. Thanks for the call, Dave. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the bulletin board system, over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about including serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. Audible.com has over 60,000 titles to choose from. Every genre um, of book available, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And sign up today and get a free audiobook. All right, let's continue with your phone calls about anything. Chris is in Texas. And you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your uh, mind listen, tonight? Just wanted to talk about a. I, I wanted to tell you one thing and and ask you a question about another. Um, right. It, 
it really doesn't matter. Like one of the callers earlier said about the whole 9-11 thing, you know, once you realize that the government's not your friend and they're not out to help you, pretty much everything past that's irrelevant. You know, 9-11, whatever. Absolutely. You know, let's work towards fixing everything. So, um, but yeah, the, the thing I wanted to tell you was, uh, on, and it's kind of along those lines, on CNN, I was just looking on the website today and they've got a video of this old woman that was there to watch Barack Obama getting carried off by the Secret Service, and they do this interview with her, and she's just the sweetest old lady, you know, sitting there trying to explain how she had no idea what was happening. She was carried off for what reason? Uh, you know, they didn't really make it very clear. Apparently she had a letter that she wanted to give Barack Obama, and the, the Secret Service didn't like the letter. Mm. Um, but she, she was a reporter. She was from the press, and she made that clear in her interview, and um, I don't know if you're if you're bored. It's it's on the main page of CNN right now. I don't I don't know that the media will really pick up on it any more than you know just just a little blurb on the so website. So did she but, go limp or something? Why did they have to carry her off? Yes, yes. She and she even said that in her interview. She sat down. She said she's a black woman, and she said during the civil rights we were told to sit down if something happened and that diffuses the situation. So she sat mm-hmm. down, and they physically pick her up, and you just. The CNN, another CNN reporter actually just filmed the whole thing. So you have video of everything. Mm-hmm. And then they're interviewing her as you're watching the video. So, they, I mean, like I said, it, it doesn't accomplish much more because we already know the government's like this. So, yep. you know, it's just kind of an interesting little thing. Um, but the thing I like I that approach, to, though, to, to sit down. You. That's cool. I like that. So just sit down. Instead of going completely limp, sit, sit down. And uh, that way, when they try to, to pick you up, they kind of have to pick you up from a seated position. Yeah, it's but they did. Yeah, I <laughs> they bet they did. did. Oh, they're so, gonna. If yeah. they got enough cops, it won't be a problem. Yeah, that was there was plenty of them around. You can uh, see that in the video. I'm looking forward to the day when we have a uh, a very heavy set activist uh, decide to <laughs> decide to not assist the police and see what they do then. See how that works out. Well, um, the the thing I wanted to tell you, and moving on, more of the same. Uh, I, I live in Texas, and our legislator has now introduced a bill where they've complained that they've found people that they can't come up with, with any charges for them on. This is House Bill 3680. Um, that if they can't find any charges for people, they can now charge you with a felony if they find paraphernalia, drug paraphernalia, and they can take away your children. Nice. And the proponents for this have advocated that, you know, sometimes there's people we really need to arrest, but we can't think of anything to arrest them for. So, so <laughs> I don't know the, how the that paraphernalia was not illegal before? I guess I'm a little confused as to what you're saying. Well, it's a misdemeanor, and now they want to make this a felony if you have a child. So it's targeted oh. towards, you know, if you have a kid, this gotcha. is justification for removing your children. So That's great. with the, the 115 million admitted pot smokers, yeah. you know, if this were nationwide, hey, one out of three people, we're taking your kids away now. Yeah, how's the welfare system going to handle that one? How That'll is the, uh, the uh, how is the child welfare system uh, the the foster system? They won't take away that? everybody's kids who they find para- paraphernalia with. Just the ones that they want to take them away from. You know, just all black people. It's up. all arbitrary. You know. Thanks for the story tonight, uh, Chris. Well, I appreciate actually, it. I, yes? I have a question. Go ahead. Um, uh, and uh, this is something I'm encountering, and you touched on this, and I can't really remember what you said, Ian. Okay. Um, I got a speeding ticket, and I'm planning on going into court, and I, I just wanted you to, to tell your story again, and I'm sorry for asking you to repeat it, but what it story? was something about when you went in to talk to the prosecutor that you said something along the lines, and this is what I want to do, of, you know, I don't believe in what you're going to spend this money on or whatever, but you offered I didn't to donate the money to a charity. Oh, that I did do. Uh, some people something have like gone that. in. I, I've not gotten a speeding ticket situation yet. 
Uh, I went to jail because I would not move a couch off of my tenant's lawn. It was uh, their couch. They didn't move it. I wouldn't move it either because the neighbor down the street who snitched me out refused to come meet me like a good neighbor. And I said, I'll move the couch if she comes and meets me. And she didn't, so I didn't move the couch. They put me in a jail cell. After that, they demanded that I pay the fine even though I'd gone to jail. And I did make an offer to them. I did uh, fill out one of their little motion forms. It was like a motion for alternative payment. And I basically said I offer to pay twice as much. And I thought about doing just the same amount because they probably they might have said yes to that too. But I figured it was the holiday season. I want to just you know be the better man or whatever and yeah. and, and offer up more than they were demanding. So I basically said I'll give uh, X amount of dollars to I think it was like 240 bucks or something to the because it was 120 was what they were demanding from me. So I offered 240 dollars to the community kitchen in lieu of actually paying the fine to the court or doing community service, and it was approved. You know, uh, I often I, think, I often think about this on uh, speeding tickets, um, and uh, if they really wanted to just incentivize people to go the speed limit, and it wasn't a revenue generation issue, this should be uh, you yeah. know, every town and every town and every state in America should just jump all over this. Oh, we'd love it for you to give uh, to a not for profit, but they don't want to do that. They want, most of them won't allow it, and it allow and it it forces them to show their colors. And I had the uh, I also basically informed them that I would be reporting on their motion or on the, their decision on my blog at freekeen.com. So I had that that extra edge, I think, of having a blog where at least a handful of people come and look at it from time to time that live around here. Uh, so they, I'm sure, did not want – if they were going to decide, no, you have to pay us – or else, uh, and they were going to force me into that, then it would have looked bad for them, especially it being the holiday season. But any old time, it's going to look bad if you say, hey, I'll give this money to charity, and they say, no, you'll have to give it to us. But if they say that and you can't really promote it, then it won't really matter. But if you can, if they say no and you can promote that they said no and you can get the word out about that and it can do damage to their, uh, their legitimacy, then it, it will matter, and that will help pressure them into uh, basically accepting your offer. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Are you going to try that approach? Oh, definitely. Well, the it's one of two approaches. That's one. And the other one is, you know, since I don't believe what they would spend that money on, I don't believe in their cause yeah. that I was going to offer to let them spend money to actually send me to jail. And so, you know, I was going to make that offer and say, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm not going to pay you. And coincidentally, I got a buddy that's in that jail right now for resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. and He has been for three months. So I was thinking, hey, I could go hang out with him in the jail, although I don't know. As long as you're there. willing to go yeah. to jail, uh, there's nothing they can really do to you. There have been activists who have been willing to go to jail over things like speeding tickets or over not paying the fines. And basically what the judge has done when he has been faced with an activist who has, has basically told him in his court to his face, hey, I don't uh, I don't support this system and i'm not going to be your piggy bank and i don't pay for extortion so if you must put me in jail then that's what you got to do and the the times that people have done that they have been able to walk out of that courtroom without going to jail the exception so far has been andrew carroll the marijuana civil disobedience activist who will be reporting to jail early next week and of course we'll bring you the information on that as it develops unless of course they decide to turn him uh, you know basically say well we don't want you but i i bet they're going to take him in and he's going to spend 9 days in jail but his case has really been the only one so far of all of the activists that has resulted i mean besides me going to jail and Sam going to jail as far as refusal to participate in their system, refusal to pay fines and things like that, he's the one that's going to go to jail. So it doesn't always work, but it's worth a shot. And if you were going to pay the fine, you might as well offer to pay it to charity because then at least it's going to go to something good. 
That was my thought. I mean, I'll tell you what, what really scares me about it, though, is I, I have seen your YouTube video of you against Judge Burke and your your contempt charge there, and, and that's scary to me. I mean, You I, can't no get a contempt to... charge for filing a motion. Uh, it's just a motion, just a piece of paper that you're requesting the judge do something, and the judge will either approve or deny it. So you can't oh, get a contempt okay. charge for that. Thanks for the call. Well, Good luck. Let us know through. what happens, dude. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Not that I'm a lawyer. Don't take my advice, but I'm pretty sure that contempt charges only really count when you're in the courtroom, which is why it's strange that Sam has one. He never made it to the court, our friend Sam. Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. We've got a chat room. It is available for you. It's public, chat.freetalklive.com. If you're an amplifier, there's also a special amp-only chat, which you'll get the details on that if you are an amplifier. But in the meantime, you can enjoy the public one at chat.freetalklive.com. Segal CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Segal knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. And their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. And please do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right, let's continue with your calls. Dustin in Washington, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Dustin. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind um, tonight? I'm calling tonight to talk about a website that I'm making. Okay. It's called Coastal Hemp Nation, and it's kind of like your free state project, but with uh, California and Oregon and Washington. So you want to make a, a hemp nation? Yeah. It sounds like it might be pretty popular. Uh, what do you? What's your plan exactly? Well, right now I'm just working on making a website to mm-hmm. help people just get together and like, communicate, you know? Because um, basically, if you depend on someone, they have control over you. So the kind of the point is just to help people become independent. So you want people to be independent of what exactly? Oh, of the government, of all sorts of things. You know, if you if you have to depend on your neighbor to get water, they have control over you. So if you have a way to get it yourself and your water independent, that's something that no one can hold over your head. What you're saying is absolutely true. Being self-sufficient is a good thing. However, division of labor is a, is a way that uh, people have become more uh, wealthy. So likely being independent will never result in you being wealthy. Because you have to spend all your time cutting down trees and right, planting food, food and harvesting and all that. those other things. And you can't get good at any one thing, putting caps on widgets. Right, which means that uh, if you're not wealthy, you don't have a lot of free uh, free time. Right, and money to a certain level is freedom in this country. But uh, what does that all have to do with uh, hemp? I mean, how does that all tie in, being independent slash hemp? What, how's it, I, well, I guess I'm confused. It, it's a really good plant for healing the soils. It's really good for just all sorts of things. And I just don't think that we need to depend on polluting technologies. And we can kind of divert our need of those by using hemp. So are you trying to get a secessionist movement together, sort of centered around the idea of a hemp-based economy or something? I'm not really telling anyone what to do. I just want to help people become more free. 
Right, right, right. I'm not saying you're telling people what to do. No one told us to join the Free State Project. We just decided yeah. to join because it was a good idea. I mean, is that what you're trying to do, is bring people to that particular area or just try to convert the existing people to be more independent there in the area to eventually leave the United States? Or what's your big? Do you have a vision at all beyond just helping people become more independent? Well, I think, yeah, we can basically succeed and eliminate our need for government. That That is another big point. I, I love I it. I, I, can... I hope it works out for you. I just, here's my concern. Color me skeptical. Uh-huh. Um, the California government uh, is, is you know, got its hand out to the United States. Um, you know, they're, they are the essentially feds, yeah. a welfare queen. They're not going to be leaving the United States um, when they're in, um, oh, looking no. for handouts. Plus, you've got such an incredibly large amount of people in California um, that, you know, swaying them is going to be that much more difficult um, than it would be in a smaller place. Yeah, it seems beyond all of those practical matters, you also have kind of the unfair uh, classical thing that marijuana smokers have been saddled with, and that is that they're lazy. Now, I know it's not true. I know that uh, the marijuana smokers that I know Try are... Try to get them to get out and vote. They're productive members of society, and they are out there doing uh, things on a, a daily basis that are helping improve people's lives. I don't believe that marijuana smokers are lazy, but I do believe that most Americans are, and I do believe that, or, or at the very least, apathetic uh, towards changing things. I don't, I don't mean lazy. They probably work very, very hard in their, in their careers. Uh, but I think that most Americans are apathetic, and that when you're when you want them to get out and and do something uh, for themselves, it's difficult to get them to do something for themselves that will improve their lives. Like like you're saying, in your opinion, becoming more independent could help improve their lives. In your opinion, uh, it's it's going to be difficult to to get people behind this. I mean, just as an example, we are having a difficult time getting liberty loving activists to move to New Hampshire in order to get active for freedom, and we've got far fewer uh, fewer people uh, people here. Here in New Hampshire than you do in you know one of the the major cities in California. So our task would seem to be easier on its face than what you're proposing. I don't want to rain on your parade or tell you not to do it. I say go for it. See how it works out for you. And if you feel like after a few years you've been spinning your wheels and your website isn't really getting the attention you'd hoped it was, and you're seeing what's happening over in in New Hampshire and. You know, maybe we'll even have hemp legalized by then. I I don't know. I yeah. think that I think that we're we're going to have a better odds of success. California is definitely closer to that. That's true. I think we're going to have better odds of success here overall from an overall freedom perspective. But if all that's important is hemp and self sufficiency to you, then maybe you will have more success. I I don't know. I guess it all depends on your goals and how well you market your ideas and how palatable they are to people. I I think you should give it a shot. I mean, I think the more competition out there, the better. Competition raises the the level for everyone. Thanks for the call and good luck. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. All right, so no time to get into the secession story tonight. Uh, Maybe we'll save that for tomorrow. However, Mancow. I do want to talk about Mancow. Mancow Mueller? Mancow Mueller or Mueller? Okay, one of the two. I don't know. M-U-M, whatever. We'll likely see him at the Talkers uh, convention next weekend. Uh, Yes, and so I gave him props over the weekend because he had himself waterboarded uh, for the purpose of seeing what it was like. Yep. uh, To be able to uh, honestly be able to comment on whether or not he thought it was torture. And I gave him props, and I said, uh, you know, Mancow's a hero for doing that. Yeah, he, he got up and said, that's torture. Right. He had the intellectual honesty to admit that, that all. He still deserves credit for that. But then I saw this quote 
Did you see his follow-up quote no. about this, Mark? Allow me to share this with you. I believe it came from one of my uh, one of my industry publications. We get industry newsletters for the radio business, and I think this was in there. Here's what he said. Would I waterboard an Islamic fascist to save any American baby? Yes. Having said that, the very definition of torture is anguish of body or mind. I had both. Yet we must always remember our soldiers did not waterboard three people for fun. They did their patriotic duty while trying to save lives. I think that a, pe- um, th- that a soldier can do their patriotic duty and do- still do something illegal. I trust our soldiers if a uh, ticking nuclear bomb is in the middle of uh, Manhattan and they for some reason have the guy who, who knows where this thing is to do what it takes to get it out of there, and I trust them to take whatever legal ramifications that they get, hold their heads high, and say, I did it for America, because America shouldn't allow torture. That's it. So he continues with his quote. He says, we must remember our soldiers did not waterboard three people. They did their patriotic duty while trying to save lives. Do we behead people or shove bamboo shoots under their fingernails? No. We had doctors on duty to make sure nobody got hurt. Torture, yes. But do I care if these monsters have it done to them? Nope. I don't care if a real terrorist gets tortured and they get real information. But how do you know? That's the point. You don't. The, the first off, they don't know, and they tortured plenty of people um, that they didn't have any real evidence. They just evidence said that they, so. They just that? said they, the, all they did was say so. Well, so we think he's so a, and so's a terrorist. He's a terrorist. Well, you should prove it, which um, they have not done. Right. So a real terrorist and. Mm, Man will never know for sure whether somebody's really a terrorist or not because people are fallible. Well, and and yeah. if they got evidence was that was of any use, the fact is we went in on we went into Iraq based on weapons of mass destruction, based on information that we got from torture. Mm. Be, it wasn't excuse me, it was information that the Egyptian government had gotten from torture, um, and so we're th- we were there on fallacious information gained by. Torture. That's the problem with torture. That, that, yeah, and that is the other problem. Beyond the fact that it's, it's horrific and inhumane uh, on his face, it also just doesn't result in real good information coming out of the victim. They're going to say what they need to say to get the damn torture to stop. And I don't blame them for it. It's sick. So, shame on Mancow. I take it back. <laughs> well, I, think, I still think he was courageous to actually do it. But as Will Grigg points out over at uh, LewRockwell.com... He says that Mancow insists that he went under the procedure in its most benign form. He could call it off on his own terms at any time, and the purpose was to conduct a demonstration, not to break his will. So this was the most wimpy version of waterboarding that you could imagine. Yes. He could get up. He wasn't strapped down or anything like that. He was, they weren't actually trying to extract information from him. The people that were surrounding him were all his buddies. So it would have been a totally different situation had he been around a a bunch of real torturers. Right. And he considered that torture. Anyway, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. Back tomorrow night. See you then. Online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance.
Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314.